This is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer of Kramer Investment Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Jim Kramer provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Kramer Financial Talk with Jim Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Kramer Financial Talk. My name is Jim Kramer with Kramer Investment Services. If you like to learn more information about what you hear during our show today, feel free to give us a call for callers in Wisconsin. Our number is 262-729-4128. And for callers in Illinois, our number is 815-331-8096. Feel free to visit us online at www.kramerinvestmentservices.com and Kramer spelled K-R-A-M-E-R Investment Services. On our site, you can visit our most recent podcasts. If you click the Media Library tab, you can see our most recent ones. And if you're a member of Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can listen to any of our past podcasts. Please don't hesitate to reach out with us if you have any questions or if you wish to set up a face-to-face meeting. Now, regular listeners to our show know we talk a lot about the importance of working with a financial services professional. No matter where you're at in your career or your financial life, a financial services professional may be able to help you to build the kind of financial strategies that will help you to look forward to the rest of your career as well as your eventual retirement with a lot more confidence and excitement with less anxiety. Now that said, I certainly recognize certainly uh, choosing a financial services professional can be rather daunting because there are a lot of them out there. But never fear, by asking a mere 10 questions that we're gonna discuss today, you can help to determine if a financial service services individual will be a right a good fit for you but before we get into the ins and outs of choosing a financial services professional let me introduce you to my co-host tony shore tony how are you doing today well i'm doing great thanks so much for having me on the show jim i'm excited about this one and you're talking about questions to ask and and i've got a good one here what do you want financial advice how about that? <laughs> yeah, that's good. Financial success. That's what we all want. And so we're going to talk about some questions today. Uh, you know, and, and people, you know, there's a lot of str- a lot of folks struggling out there. And also I have bad posture and severe financial problems. So <laughs> we can help at least one of those two things. And at least you can as the financial services professional here. I'm just along for the ride. I'm the sidekick. Uh, you're trying to be serious, give the listeners some important information, and I like to try to throw a wrench in once in a while. But Jim, you're you keep you stay on the on the path. I like that. Well, thank you, Tony. And you're more than just a sidekick. <laughs> you know that. And and I can tell from you know the past, you're you're rather it rather advanced as far as knowing financial topics. So feel free to chime in and let's have a good discussion today. Yeah, I've 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 co-hosted a, a couple of financial shows in my day where I've learned a few things uh, fr- from you. You know, I've sh- a, a show or two or seven thousand, 
It, yeah. <laughs> it seems like just yesterday. So, yeah. but, uh, but I love doing the show with you each week, Jim, and this is a lot of fun, but, but yeah, I've had a great week and got a lot done last weekend. I got a lot done around the house and during the week it's been busy, but how about you? What have you been up to? I know you work hard that you meet with a lot of folks, talk to a lot of people, right? Well, I do. And I also meet with my clients on Saturday mornings and then oh, wow. the afternoons are free. And it was a nice weekend to get outside, a little windy, but it's a lot warmer than it had been. So I always look at it as a uh, a good time to be outside so long as it's above the freezing mark. And exactly. we had that. You, it was yep. uh, windy, but it was fine. I took my dog out to the, to the trails. Um, you know, we got out and did some things and, uh, also did some home improvement. So I was really happy with what I got done this weekend. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of things looking up out there, but I, I'm always eager to, uh, really trumpet the value of working with somebody like yourself, Jim, a financial services professional, because, you know, whether it's taxes, college funds, uh, retirement income, investments, insurance, there's a lot. Uh, that a seasoned, trustworthy financial services professional can help you with. And I'm not going to name names, Jim Kramer, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's important. So what do you have first for us today? Well, well, let's just do a brief stock market update. How about that, Tony? Oh, the stock market? Oh, well, yeah. I had no idea you'd want to do a stock market update. <laughs> Thank you. All, All right. right. So let's get started. The S&P 500 was up a little over a half a percent this week. It's now up over 6% year to date. The Dow Jones, the leader of the pack in the U.S., uh, grew also about a half a percent week over week. It's now up 8.5% for the year. While the NASDAQ stock exchange slipped about a point and a half, it's now up 2% year to date. So although the NASDAQ did by far in the way last year the best of the three. It's the lagger of the three so far this year. And then our U.S. bond market, as measured by Bloomberg's Barclays U.S. Aggregate Bond Index, that uh, the bond index was up about a quarter percent this week. So it's still down, though, yeah. by three and a quarter percent year to date. So the bond market investors have been suffering. Yeah. Yeah, the bond market. Wow. That's really tanked the most over this whole thing, you know, during COVID and stuff. So uh, that's interesting. And I'm glad you're keeping an eye on it for us and update us each week. So uh, let's jump into the questions uh, yeah, about okay. uh, that you might want to ask a, a financial advisor. Okay. So this is from an Investopedia article called 10 Questions to Ask Your Financial Advisor During Retirement. The first question. And this is a surprise question, Tony, that is kind of designed to throw your financial representative that you would meet with a little off guard. So if you're interviewing for a financial, uh, for a financial representative to work with you in retirement or leading up to retirement, first question to ask them would be, what do you like about your job? And I can tell you doing this over the years that I've rarely been asked a question like that. And I think it's a great question and it kind of gets to the heart of the matter. You know, after all, you want to work with somebody that you feel comfortable with, but somebody that can show you that they really care and they have the passion and energy to be able to do the important work that's necessary to help you in your retirement. So uh, the right financial services professional is one who's going to get a little excited 
when they talk about what they do and they can maybe even be a little animated. Of course, you don't want them to be completely jumping up and down talking about the, what they do, but you want to make sure that they're, they're confident that they have a good game plan as to how they specifically work with their clients in a number of different areas, not just investments. And the last thing to mention about this is it, it make sure that they're they're uh, doing good eye contact with you. If they're staring off in the space and they're kind of making you feel like you're just a number, I, I don't care how much uh, degrees and designations that individual has. It's how much do they care about helping people meet their overall financial goals. And that first question kind of gets right to it. Well, yeah, that is a good one. Uh, <laughs> I love that. Uh, that's a uh... What do you like about your job? That's that might catch them a little off guard. Of course, and now we know it's not going to catch you off guard. <laughs> no, not anymore. Since you're suggesting it, um, yeah. but you're right. Your questions and financial future uh, better be more important than you know than their uh, personal phone. If they're looking at their Facebook page or something, that's a that's a red flag right there. You want to make sure they're paying attention to you and seem interested in what you have to say. Right. Right. So the next question from this article to ask your financial services representative that you're interviewing is, which services do you provide to your clients? Because a financial services representative might be solely focused on one thing, but not the full complete financial planning package. So they might talk a lot about investing, but if they don't get into other things such as tax planning and um getting into topics such as long-term care, you, you kind of want to get an idea of all the things that they represent, but equally, if not more important is how do they interact with their clients? How often, um, what types of messages are conveyed to the clients? And then when things are needed service wise, how do they facilitate that? And so you want to get a good idea of the underpinnings of how the organization works. Well, that's great advice. Yeah, de definitely. You definitely do. And so uh, you want to make sure you know what they're going to be doing and offering. And I, I'd like to think of a financial professional like yourself, Jim, as a really good coach. You're there to help guide us and give us the occasional uh, pep talk. So what's the uh, what do you have for us next? Well, along those lines, Tony, especially being a coach, the next question from this article that you should ask this person that you're interviewing is, are you a fiduciary? In the simplest terms, fiduciary just simply is a legal term that means your financial services professional is duty bound by law to look after your best interests. Legally speaking, they have to make investment decisions or other types of financial planning advice that is solely looking out for you and not for them. Now, right. there's nothing wrong at, with a financial services professional making money with the services they provide. After all, they can't make a living if they're not paid for it. So there's nothing wrong with that. But they will state, and this article did mention, that fee-based financial services professional, which is what my firm does, may be more inclined to assume a fiduciary duty than those that are working on commissions. And I mentioned this to my to my clients and prospective people who come in to interview me is that I'm a fiduciary. So by law, I have to do that. Now, there are good commission based brokers out there that do care about their clientele or they do care about the people that they talk to. But by law, they're held to a much weaker suitability standard. And that standard is doesn't even come close to touching on what the fiduciary requirements are. 
Well, sure, because if you're a fiduciary, uh, you're held accountable uh, by uh, the, the there's you are actually audited. <laughs> they come in and yes, audit you. You're audited to make sure that you're looking out for your client's best interests and not your own. So you're going to recommend things that will help them, which is the best. Not oh, it could help them or it's suitable. It is actually the best possible choice uh, that for them in their situation, because everybody's situation is different. That's a big one. Are you a fiduciary? And a lot of people sounds like a big word. You're throwing out 25 cent words again, Jim, but, uh, that's an important one to remember. Uh, and I think it's a good breakdown. I mean, it's also, it's a business relationship and both parties are important, but as you say, when it comes down to it, uh, your needs or the client's needs, I should say, should be prioritized. Uh, what do you have for us next? What's the next question? Yeah, the next question, just leading from the fiduciary discussion, is how will I be, or that's talking to me as the financial person, how do I get paid? And I think a lot of people initially when they interview a financial services professional, they're afraid to ask that question. And they shouldn't. That's a, a reasonable question to ask. How do you get paid? And it should and, be transparent. And 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 you don't mind telling people, here's how... Uh, here's how I get paid. Here's how I'm compensated, right? Right. And, you know, there are going to be financial services professionals that charge very little. That might be attractive to somebody who's, you know, interviewing them. But then again, there are those that are charging pretty much on the high end. And the high, you know, from what I see in the management world when it's done on a fee-based level is that the range is going to be from 1% to 2%. And the 2% is on the high end, but that doesn't necessarily mean that what the service provided is poor. In fact, sometimes you get what you pay for. And if that person who's charging on the higher end demonstrates why the services they provide are worth it, then it's something that shouldn't be not considered by that person. It shouldn't sure. be how little um, the fee that is being charged. It should be about a combination of the services being provided, the returns that they should be expecting to get as a result of the investment advice that they get, the tax savings, the number of different things that go along with that. And then that person can make that decision as to whether what the person is charging is reasonable or, or if it isn't. Yeah. And this is impressive. I mean, I think most financial service professionals out there, FSPs, are going to be really impressed if you come at them with this list of really good questions during your first meeting, they'll quickly ID you as somebody they're excited to work with. And the one thing I want to just add to that, getting on the topic of comp compensation, is if you're working with a broker and they work with what we call A-shares. Now, most people listening are not going to understand what an A-share is, but it simply allows the broker to charge an upfront commission. And sometimes those commissions can be as high as five and three quarter percent. Now that's right off the top. And so it's going to take you a while to recoup that commission if you're an investor. And so I would definitely encourage people to not work with somebody who charges a high upfront fee such as that. It should be as you go, commissions should be charged if you're in a broker arrangement. But be uh, cognizant of the fact that the more trades that broker makes the more commission that will be made. 
And sometimes you want somebody who's going to be making adjustments as needed within your investment accounts. But keep in mind, that's going to cost you a lot of money. That's where working with a fiduciary who charges on a fee-based level can be a lot cheaper in the end with a lot more, a uh, lot better production of what you're looking for. Well, I agree. That's a, that's a really good point. What's your next question? Well, the next uh, question to ask from this Investopedia article is, what's your investment philosophy? That's the next question you should ask. And it's a fairly basic question that the financial services professional that you're interviewing should be able to answer without breaking a sweat. It's a very important one. How do they make recommendations? Do they make the same recommendation to everyone? Um, what steps do they do and ask of, an, of a person that leads up to that recommendation? And you should get an idea if they have a preference towards certain financial products. They might be heavy into selling annuities. They might be very much against annuities. Those are very important discussions they have right off the bat to see if it matches how you're feeling about things. Well, true. I, I think that's really good. And, and uh, you know, if an investment philosophy is a big part of it. Uh, and I know that, you know, we've talked about uh, another thing we've talked about in the past is how surveys indicate that a lack of consistent communication is a big complaint people have about some financial service professionals out there. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, and that's exactly what the article recommends. And this is very important. I have to do this. I enjoy doing it, reaching out to my clients. Uh, obviously, it's a relationship building uh, time whenever we have those calls. But equally important is to give them the information as to what we're doing, how are we helping them, you know, considering what the financial markets are doing, how do we help position them and reestablish why we did things from the beginning uh, to help solidify their and kind of take any anxieties they might be having about what's changing in the world. Sure. So the next question then would be, how how will we touch base about my investments? How oh, thank we, you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. So that is that part of it is, yeah. So the next question is, how will we touch base about my investments? So yeah. that's really important. Being in touch, uh, sometimes monthly, quarterly, uh, just doing it once a year isn't really good. You should definitely want to have at least an annual meeting. But yeah. the reaching out, that advisor should be talking regularly with their clients. And it shouldn't be a necessary situation where the client has to call in. It, the advisor needs to reach out and tell yep. them, hey, this is what's going well. Here's what we need to watch out for. And just kind of making sure that the 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 client knows that that person is putting in the effort and the communication that's really necessary to have a long-term relationship. Yeah, I think that's huge. And setting your expectations for communications early in the relationship is the best play. And I know that's what you do for your clients. And But if you're a client or a prospect coming in talking to a financial professional, uh, you need to ask that, you know, how will we communicate? And I know you're more than happy to get calls and questions. If you're, if your clients do want to call you with a question, uh, you're more than happy to talk to them and answer that and meet with them about it. So, so that's big. So what's the next question? Okay. And the next question is what happens to my money if something happens to you? That's a very good question to ask that financial services a representative, what's the exit plan if, let's say, 
uh, say Jim Cramer was run over by a bus or if that person is retiring or for whatever reason, that person is no longer the advisor, that representative needs to give a clear, concise exit plan and let the let the client know, hey, this is how this would work. There's nothing to worry about. Or if the, the person who's interviewing, it feels like, oh, that's not an acceptable answer. Well, that's probably somebody you shouldn't work with. You should right. be able to answer that question and give the conveyance to that person who's asking that question that, yes, everything is going to be fine. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, uh, you know, what happens if you retire or something were to happen to you? I think that uh, is a great question to ask. And to be completely honest with you, Jim, that's probably not a question I would have thought of to ask. And, and a lot of people out there uh, may not have thought of that. You know what, though? I get asked this quite a bit. So you, huh. the first question that we we brought up, you know, I've rarely been ever asked that. But this is a, a question that I do often get asked. And sure. it's a it's a very reasonable one. And, you know, we have a good exit plan. And and I've been in this business for a number of years. I'm going to continue to be in this business for a number of years. I'm now 55 years old, Tony. And I told everybody I'm working to 70. I, I enjoy what I do. I would love, even if I was healthy and doing well, to be even doing this in my 70s. Sure. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. But I don't know if I want if my clients want somebody in their 70s giving them investment advice. Although you never know. <laughs> so we'll 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 take it by ear. I know your your grandfather is a hundred years old and mentally sharp. And oh, he's very mentally sharp, uh, really active. So. Nowadays, you never know. And of course, there's a lot of longevity in his genes, but, uh, you know, I think he is an exception, but longevity is a thing. People are living longer and longer. So that's a yeah. really good point. So what's the uh, next question you have? For okay. Us? Well, this is a really good question to ask at the end. And that is after you finished asking all your bullet point questions and you get a good feel of this person is a, a potentially a, a good uh, representative to work with as long as the other questions were asked well and then you should follow up and say is there anything I forgot to ask you and if that person can say well you didn't ask me about let's say long-term care and based on the the questions that you gave me you might be someone that should consider this because of x y and z or it could be you know you didn't ask me about tax planning well at our firm you know we have a CPA uh, that we consult with. And plus, doing this as num for the number of years, I can tell you how much we could save year to year if we do proper tax planning on a proactive basis. Those are the things that if you don't ask, the, the good financial services professional should be able to fill in the blanks and help you with that. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of uh, questions to ask. What is retirement for you exactly? <laughs> how about how about that one and it, i'll tell you what it's not the fester adams offshore retirement fund <laughs> that's from adam's family there yes uh i love i love that one uh, that's we're just joking around but you know what this has been a, a great show and i think we've covered uh, all the questions you have and i think now would be a good time to wrap up the show uh, because we're almost out of time. So, Jim, before we go, why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you and set up that no-cost, no-obligation consultation so they can ask you these questions? 
Okay, so for anyone that has any questions or wish to set up a meeting with us, you can call our Lake Geneva, Wisconsin office if you're in Wisconsin at 262-729-4128. And for callers in Illinois, our McHenry office number is 815-331-8096. You can Look us up online at www.kramerinvestmentservices.com. We look forward to helping with you. If you just have some questions, we're happy to help. But if you'd like to set up an interviewing meeting, you you want to ask us these questions we talked about today, feel free to come on in and do that. All right. Thanks, Jim. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Kramer Financial Talk with our host, Jim Kramer. Thank you for listening to Kramer Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jim Kramer at Kramer Investment Services. Call 262-729-4128 or visit them online at KramerFinancialTalk.com. Fee-based planning and investment advisory services are offered by Kramer Investment Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Wisconsin and Illinois. Insurance products and services are offered through Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. Kramer Investment Services, LLC, and Kramer Investment and Insurance Services, Inc. are affiliated companies. Jim Kramer and Kramer Investment Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representative representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.